When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast, and the Cubs are undefeated with Pete Crow Armstrong on the team. Hell yeah. In the history of Pete Crow Armstrong, the Cubs have never lost a game. That's uh, big of him. Big of him. Credit, Credit to, to him. PCA. Credit to, him. Credit to PCA. <laughs> Luke Stuckmar, Ryan Herrera, Corey Friedman, Joey on the ones and twos, Cody, boots on the ground in Denver. He's there for the PCA debut. Cubs win 5-4, to four, comeback win. Who else? Mr. Jan Gomes. Dude. I got to tell you, they've had... Mr. Clutch. Some of their best free agent signings... Catchers. Ever have been catchers. Right? Like... Yeah. They haven't gone wrong at In catcher In terms of their contributions, yeah, absolutely. Miggy Montero, David Ross, now Jan Gomes. Pretty good. Dude, he's clutch, man. I mean, you tweeted out the number, but uh, I think when you watch him, he's like hovering around a 100 WRC plus on the season. For a 36-year-old catcher, you're going to take that all day. Absolutely. But you just feel like in those situations, like he's going to give – you don't know if he's always going to come through, but he's going to give you a solid at-bat. And he's one of those guys, like, late in that situation. They The Cubs hit into so much, like, bad luck tonight. They smoked some balls off Freeland early in that game. And so, like, you don't know how it's going to go there. Like, in that situation in the ninth, I, other than, like, Belly, mm-hmm. right? Like, maybe Nico, but, like, Jan Gomes is absolutely one of those guys you want yeah. in that situation. He has been awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I tweeted it. 166 <laughs> uh, <laughs> WRC plus yeah. in high leverage moments this season coming into today. So, obviously, that has risen. So, it's like you mentioned he's um, – uh, hovering at 100. I think he's at 97 now after mm-hmm. tonight's game. Um, but they don't have him around to be this otherworldly hitter, right? right? Like, if he's league average hitter with what he does behind the plate as far as controlling the pitching staff and, and the good defensive work and controlling the running game, all that, like, they're absolutely going to take it. And then he goes and he they put him in the big moments and he absolutely – it feels like he's coming through every single time. Yeah. Um, came through again today. And it's just, yeah, it's another Jan Gomes moment where you sit there and you're like, man, he's definitely not the best hitter on this team. But, yeah, like he's made, he is arguably, if not for sure, um, their most dependable hitter in those kinds of big moments because he, he keeps doing it. And, yeah, they have guys like Cody Bellinger, Danby Swanson, who, you know, maybe just overall or, you know, for overall are better hitters, right, and, and more consistent just throughout a game, throughout a season. They're going to be more productive for the Cubs on offense. But Jan Gomes feels like the guy that you kind of want up in, in the biggest moments because, yeah. again, he keeps well, coming through. And he already had an RBI in this yeah. game, yeah. right? So he was already contributing an offense. And, and like I was saying, you tweeted out, Ryan, he, has a, he came into that at bat with a 166 WRC mm-hmm. plus in high leverage moments. That was before that. I, yeah. I mean, the dude is just – he's money in those situations. It's uh, – yeah, and as Michael says in the YouTube thing, it's a double steal. So that was a ballsy call from David Ross. I mean, I'm assuming that was from David Ross. Dansby Swanson at second, Ian Happ at first. You get the double steal mm-hmm. to set that up. I like it. Aggressive. And I know you don't like everything that was done by David Ross. I see some of the chat talking about that. We'll get to the negatives uh, if there are some uh, coming up in just a little bit in the show. Hello to everybody in the live YouTube chat. Best way to experience 
the CHGO postgame show is to be right here in the live chat. But if you're uh, listening on the podcast form, Spotify, hello, Apple Podcasts, hello to you. Thank you for listening as well. And make sure you uh, give us the five-star review, the thumbs up, the likes, and all those positive things as well, please. Barb is asking, did Ryan bring the Rice Krispie Treats? Nobody brought the Rice Krispie Treats. Uh, people are asking, what about the beer bat? When's the beer bat happening? Uh, well, that's debatable. Number one, Joey has agreed to uh, Sabretooth. Is that what you call it? <laughs> Whatever you want to call Joey it. Joey likes to Sabretooth. <laughs> Joey's going to Sabretooth a beer here for us because uh, Corey has only agreed to do the beer bat if they win the series, right? Got to be a. Sp- I'm a special occasion guy. Be- because you know what I'm, I'm not. Was, I'm not a special occasion well, guy. The last time it was used, it was <laughs> vomited in. So, like you know, we haven't washed it yet. So right now, the beer bat is in quarantine, biohazard. Sure. Right. Uh, With the poop plane. Health first. In the poop plane, Cody made the flight to Denver. Has landed. Boots on the ground. Is at the DNVR bar. I don't know if he's in the chat yet. Um, Brendan is. I see Brendan is in the chat. The question is, will Cody now? call in from the DNVR bar and beer bat chug from the bar. Well, or just chug a beer from it, the bar. If he does. It doesn't even have to be in a bat. You know, he could just it, go to the bar and it, be like, give me some Malort, and he could chug a little Malort. If he does. Well, we prefer it be cold 312. If he does, Ryan has an opportunity to do something very funny, which would just be to continue talking while Cody is waiting to join, like we all do to Ryan yeah, every day. Oh, my God. <laughs> all the time. Uh... Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, I well, just like I, I'm reading the chat and like I'm, I, there's so much going on, but I, I feel like we have to talk about Jordan Wicks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was, he was, he was great again, in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and unfortunately, was not able to pick up his fourth straight win, or yeah, like the fourth win in four tries to start his major league career. I think that's like the first pitcher in however many years. I saw a tweet yeah. out there somewhere. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's like. Obviously, that doesn't happen often. Um, yeah, he was good again today. And, it's, yeah, as you mentioned in cores, like that's hard. That's hard for any pitcher to pitch in, especially a rookie pitcher on the road, you know, four starts into his major league career. Like, that's a tough one. Yeah. And he's able to keep the Cubs right there in it. And, like, again, yeah, you wish, obviously, the Cubs could give him more run support behind him so you're not um, getting to where it ended up going after you had to take him out. But, like – Jordan Wicks is stepping up in – we talk about Jan Gomes stepping up at the big moments. Like, Jordan Wicks is just stepping up in general uh, when this team needs it. This team needs a starting pitching to give consistent performances. Yeah. And we're talking about Smiley being moved to the bullpen and Stroman still being out with no, um, you know, set return in sight. And Tyone had a good start the last one, but we know how up and down his he season's been. Jordan Wicks is just coming in and, and doing what he needs to do to get this team to the playoffs. He said that. Um, last Ether's last start at home that like all you know I don't I don't care about the personal success if we're not in the playoffs I'm not satisfied and like he's showing it man like he's he's just going out there attacking doing what uh, works well for him doing what uh, you know he he he, what they think that is going to get him through uh, a good start cover some innings and keep his team in that position to win yeah he just keeps doing it and you could see that kind of bulldog mentality almost from him and when the cubs really needed it he stepped up and it's been very impressive to see ground ball outs that's what he's doing 12 ground ball outs and and every start has almost been the same like the the nine strikeouts in the debut is the outlier but he's you know five and a third six innings five and a third he's been consistent which is an even more impressive thing for me for a, a rookie coming up, right? A, a rookie that maybe you weren't even sure was going to make his debut this year. Success is great. You hope you get that out of a rookie when he comes up. But to get it consistently mm-hmm. is really impressive. Like, a lot of guys will come up and have one good start because there's no scouting report on him. The next start, not so much. The next one, not so much. And then they bounce back and have another one. So far, everything you've seen out of Wicks is... How could this guy not be in your rotation next year? Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. it's it's such a a joy to watch him kind of follow Javier Assad, who sort yes. of started this in terms of stepping up and joining the rotation. You doing forget this he's a rookie and, at this point, right. Assad. And so he's doing it, and then now for Wicks to do it, you alluded to it, Luke, but here's Wicks' first four starts. 
five innings, one earned. Five innings, one earned. Six and two-thirds, two earned. Six, one earned. That is incredible. I, I, I don't think we are, I'm not ignoring you, Brendan, like go to work or whatever you do. <laughs> I, for Assad and Wicks to step up and do this as rookies <laughs> after Stroman goes down, right, with the way Tyone has struggled with the burden, right, that Ju- Justin Steele yeah. wears of, mm-hmm. of basically carrying this rotation, right, absolutely massive. It's easy to sit here and say, like, where would this team be without Wicks and Assad? Because it's obvious, right? They're, they've been huge yeah. for the last few months. But I just don't know how to properly, like, state just how valuable it is. And how, it's mm-hmm. not ridiculous, but, like, these are two rookies. I, Jordan Wicks, this is his fourth major league start in Colorado. Now, granted, the Rockies stink, but in Colorado to go six and give up one yeah. run— and while at the time when he came out of the game, the offense was scalding the ball, but you only had a few runs across the plate. Just a, an unbelievable effort from him today and him and Assad for the, the amount of time that they've been in this rotation. Yeah, and Keep I, the ball out of the air in Denver. Yeah, I, I look at it. Playing his like, game, like you said. He's mm-hmm. pitching to his game. I look at it, and, and you mentioned Assad and, and Wicks, and I like think back to the you know post-World Series, pre-pandemic, like that little stretch. I don't think they could have done this had they been really kind of decimated with like injuries or ineffectiveness. Like they didn't have the pitching pipeline for a guy for guys like Javier Assad and Jordan Wicks to come up and really step in and take on big roles. They just didn't have that kind of prospect capital coming up. Mm-hmm. So like this is kind of proof positive and, and small sample for sure. But like I guess what they're doing at the minor league level is starting to work. You're seeing the results of it. You're seeing the production and with the, the overhaul in the pitching infrastructure, like a guy like Jordan Wicks has a pretty quick rise to the major leagues, two years, um, and he's coming up and he's, you know, he's not facing the stiffest competition, but he's just coming up and he's and he's still giving you, um, you know, a chance to win every single time he's out there. He's giving you back-to-back quality starts now. Like that's, you can't ask for much more for not just a rookie pitcher in, in general coming up as a September or, you know, into September, but, like, you're putting him in a pretty important role in a playoff push. Like, your what could be your first playoff push in a full season in, what, four years? Yeah. Like, or, well, you know, they had the playoff push in 19, didn't end up making it, so five years almost, trying to make the playoffs. You're putting him in a huge spot, and he's taking advantage of the opportunity. And, again, yeah, that's just really impressive to watch. I, and it's something that I don't know if we would have seen that four or five years ago. No, and I don't know I, I don't know how they would do it because Ross sometimes does some weird stuff. If you played a three-game wild card series, like Jordan Wick should be starting one of those games. Right now, if Strowman's yeah. not back, I'm not giving the ball to Tyone over Jordan Wicks <laughs> or Javier Assad. Are you? At this point, it looks like you're he starting Steele, right yeah. you're starting Hendricks. Game I, three, uh, up to you, but or Assad. I, I would let I would plan to have both of them in that game. They've earned it. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. You know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, like three, four weeks ago when Smiley was really struggling, we were looking at it, and I said, listen, the, one of the problems so far is they've got to give it to somebody. Somebody else has to make that start. I didn't know if it was going to be going back to West Nesky. I didn't know if it was going to He can't start again. He can't start again. So you've got to figure it out. I don't, I don't care how you do it. And it might have to be somebody coming up from the mind. You've got to give the ball to anybody. So we said, is it going to be Wicks? Is it going to be Ben Brown? Yada, yada. But to that point, you hadn't really seen the pitching prospects come up and really filter into this team and have success like you wanted to. Killing, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Like they tried it multiple times and it didn't work. And people were excited the first time. Now, all of a sudden, you look at it and you go, wait a minute. I was waiting for this surge of young players to impact this team, right? Look back on it. It's, it's because I don't think of Assad as a rookie anymore because he's pitched so much. Assad, Wicks, now PCA is here. They're starting, yeah. to, they're starting to filter in. Now you've had a couple of them come in and do really well, and... I know Steele's further back, and he's not a prospect or a rookie anymore. 
but he's still a guy that has emerged in the last year and a half. Yeah. yeah. So, well, and the wave is starting. To, the wave the, is starting to come. The wave, and I hope PCA really kind of pushes that along now. Yeah, the, the and next month. you know, the and wave Amaya. is starting, and we talked about it on the pregame a little bit. But I, that was that was a lot of fun watching PCA. I know, like he got caught stealing, and you know, I assume Ross called for him to sack bunt. Uh, which, you know, obviously isn't a super exhilarating first plate appearance for him. But that was exciting. Like, but how about at, standing next to fan, KB? Something yeah, about that. He starts yeah. his major league career standing next to Chris Bryant. Yeah. To a World Series champion. I'm so can't weird. write that stuff. That's like those so NFL weird. commercials where they got uh, <laughs> Keegan-Michael Key saying it's all scripted. Like, that's oh, one yeah. of those moments <laughs> where you're like, this is a little on the nose, it isn't weird. it? Right? Like. I think KB gave him a little, like, kind of nod, uh, like, like, hey, what's hey, up? <laughs> Welcome. Have fun with this, you know. Yeah, good but luck. that was that was a lot of fun. Years. I mean, obviously, you're hoping he hits a homer or does something, uh, you know, more exciting. But just seeing him out there and immediately seeing that Ross was deploying him exactly as we kind of hoped and were thinking. Obviously, we want to see him yeah. get some starts. But as that game was going on, I, I was saying it on the couch, sort of, in jest but also seriously it was a 3-1 game like let's go let's get him in yeah. there let him go play defense and catch the ball for you and hold this lead and get him on the bases and that's what David Ross did so uh, we'll talk about maybe uh, the the Jose Quas situation with David Ross later but yeah. like as far as his usage of PCA tonight I thought it was correct I I would have let him swing the bat but like I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to lose any sleep over would that. Would you have? Would you at have least let he him, got the bunt down? Looked yeah, like, looked yeah, like sure. somebody that knows like, how to bunt. Would you have let him hit instead of having Talkman hit and and then pinch running PCA? Would you just, would you have just put PCA in there to hit? Because you did end up burning. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't. I I think. Yes, we've talked about it. Like Talkman has cooled off. Like you know, since this the summer of Talkman, right? Like he, he has cooled off. Um, but I think it goes back to David Ross wants to trust his guys. He's going to sure. ride the guys that got him there. Um, you know, he gives you good we, at bat. Yeah, we'll yeah, we know he's going to give you a good at bat. And it's also like you know you're in a close game, right? Like it'd be great to have PCA make his debut, do all that stuff, and, and have him get a hit or something like that. But like it's his first ever. It would have been his first ever. Okay, yeah, it would have been his first ever at bat sure. at the major league level when you have a guy like Mike Talkman who has earned the trust of David Ross. So I'm sitting there, if I'm David Ross, I think he made the right call and just having talk. You did burn a bench bat, and that could have potentially hurt you later on. Mm -hmm. um, but you got you got a guy that you trust. He went up there, he got a base hit, and then you're able to put in PCA to do exactly what you want him to do. He went in, pinch ran. You know, he did get thrown out at third base. Um, but he's putting he's pushing the envelope. He's putting pressure on the defense. Uh, and then he goes out there, and he plays defense and center field. Like, that feels like, the role that he needs to be playing right now if he's not starting. Um, but then when I, when I look at it as a, as a total package, I'm like, I, I think having Talkman bat in that situation was the right call because you, you at least know you're going to get a good at bat. And again, the, the trust, the trust factor plays a factor. I think PCA will get more of those opportunities. I don't necessarily think he's earned David Ross's trust. I know he's earned the shot and David Ross has said, that he earned the call up, but I don't think he's necessarily necessarily earned Ross's trust in that situation. That, that it may just be I'm something okay that comes with, with time, um, and so I would I I I didn't have a problem. I'll say it that way. I didn't have a problem with Mike Talkman hitting there, getting on base, and then uh, PCA going in and for him to pinch run for him. Um, I know some people are questioning getting thrown out at third, all those things, and that Bellinger went over and, and talked to Armstrong after the debut. Um, I will say this. If it's not for Jan Gomes and a couple of other key plays, this was dangerously close to Armstrong thrown out at third, mm -hmm. uh, Saya thrown out at the plate. Yeah. Two perfect throws, right? Yeah, but, what did you say? But you're Ryan? looking at but you're looking at two runs there. And yeah. if they lose and they don't get the Gomes hit, it would have been three one Ross one run losses in four games. Yeah, it was which the, would be tough to swallow. Yeah. The one with the Rock or with the uh Diamondbacks and Brewers both winning. Yeah. Right? We know the PCA one was like it was a perfect throw, right? To get him. Um and then the one from Wasaya, 
Um, I didn't see it on the replay myself, but I've seen it on Twitter that um, they showed a replay on Marquee that he may have hesitated when the ball got hit to left field. Um, and, and then it still took, like, the fastest thrown outfield assist of the season to get him by a hair. So, yeah, so you, you got, like, the game of inches, right? Like, it, every inch matters. Um, and that, but that's what happens if, if, if he for sure had hesitated, I didn't see the replay, but if he did, like that's literally that split second that you yeah. get, that you yeah. lose and it still took a perfect throw to get them. So it's like the Rockies made the plays they needed to make. I don't want to keep saying bad luck, bad luck, bad luck, because that's just baseball. Like the Rockies made the plays and they, they needed to make to get those outs. But yeah, that would have been. If, if they would have lost that game, as Luke said, like, you look back at two of those plays, you're like, wow, you would have well, had a guy on third base and you would have had a guy that scored. That's, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, sort of in, in the moment, I, I was obviously frustrated about when they gave up the lead, the lack of runs, obviously, right? For they sure. were kind of dealing with that again. But, you know, then you look at things, you're talking about luck. And again, like this happens. It's baseball. It's, yeah, exactly. Like you, you, I, I don't, you don't want to get too bogged down in it. Uh, but looking like at the baseball savant stuff, the Cubs' expected batting average on their balls in play tonight was 406. The Rockies was 186, yeah. right? And you saw it in those first few innings. Cubs were hitting ropes, line drives, right? A lot of hits. really hard hit balls. Even to end that, right? The Morell line out yes. at the end of that to maybe drive in another run. That Gomes was another hard hit ball. Gomes had one yeah. that would have been a home run so in like 13 ballparks. It, it, it just is one of those where like you combine that with a couple outs on the bases, right? And it's like, boy, this would have been a tough one to swallow. Like really there, tough. There's a lot going on here, like luck and otherwise, but this would have been a, a very difficult one to swallow. So thank you to Jan Gomes. And, you know, Drew Smiley, I mean, really big effort from him. I mean, that was a, an impressive effort when Fulmer? it seemed like nobody was, nobody else was really able to go, right? You had to throw Michael Fulmer in there, and I, I'm not sure how he got out of that because I, I, he might have <laughs> thrown, like, two strikes that whole outing, but he was, got enough swings to get out of it. So I'd, All I know is Smiley was, came in, and I was nervous, and then he came back out, and I was like, oh, boy, I'm nervous. And then he came back out And again. then all of a sudden I was saying, why did you take him out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because right, that's yeah. the roller coaster you ride with any bullpen, uh, especially in a playoff push. Yes, um, the Super Chats, Yeah, I was right? going to say, can we get to the Super Chats, Joey? I know we had a, some, yep. some of them in there earlier. Here we go. And Brennan, we're not ignoring you. I Love you, Brennan. Joey, the Super Chatter. Joey Smith, $20. I'm a cop, and I did a traffic stop tonight. The car had a Cardinal sticker on it. I gave the guy a warning, and when I got back to my Tahoe, the Rockies had taken the lead. That was my fault for giving him a warning. My bad. <laughs> Cops well, drive Tahoes? Well, we appreciate the money and, and the, uh, the accountability, right? Account He's being accountable. Yeah, and, Credit to him. and thank you for your Credit, service. Credit yeah. to Joey Smith. I feel like uh, you're allowed to do your job and not have to wear the uh, <laughs> like universal implication, but right. I, 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 yeah, appreciate the accountability. Here's one from Kevin, too. Credit to him. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, Chris, the super chat, not related, Jets, walk-off punt return. Yes. Uh, and Kevin, uh, Kevin $1.99, out of the loop, is Stroman ever coming back? Well, he's made some progress. Yeah, supposedly. I, I have to look. I, I believe he threw or he was throwing a live BP at some point today. I don't know. Yeah. If I'd seen that he, I think it was today or tomorrow, like the next yeah. couple of days. So he yeah. threw a live live batting practice today. Uh, this is uh, Jordan Bashan over at Cubs.com. Stroman threw to hitters in a live batting practice session on September 11th in Arizona, following the same type of workout on September 7th. Righty was okay. So yeah, so he threw live BP today. I'm sure um, they'll have more of an update on that tomorrow out in Colorado. Um, we don't know, right? Like, it's just kind of the same thing, and it's just such an uncommon pitcher injury. There's no, like, as as bad as Tommy John surgery is, right? Like, it's like as bad as that injury is, at least there's so much of, like, a sample of, like, this guy took this, lo this long to recover. You this guy took this it. long. Yeah. You can kind of get a rough estimate of what exactly you're kind of looking at, depending on the severity, depending on any other, you know, any extra things you need to do. For Marcus Stroman's injury, there's, like, no history of that. You just – you don't know. And I think the main thing is they are really just giving it the time and the rest and the – you know, taking it at the right pace to just get him to a point. Like, he is – he's thrown two live VPs now. He's progressing. He may be progressing quicker than we kind of thought. But, again, there was no timeline, so we don't know for sure. Um, but he's, he's 
inching his way back, right? I, I still don't know if he's going to play at all again this season. He, he could come back in a relief role later in the season if there's still time because it may be hard to yeah. stretch him out to be a starting pitcher. But that's, you know, that's all still. And remember, he wasn't good before seen. he got hurt. Yeah, it was a whole, it was, yeah, it was a whole thing. There, like six there was starts the, like that. I don't know if it was a report, but like the idea circulating around that maybe by like the 15th or so, they were going to try to get him back. Well, the only problem with that is he's been over so long, and he remember he had the injury that he was already on the IL. Yeah. With, How much could he pitch? Right, like he no, it, it would right? be in yeah. relief. Yeah, that, I just remember seeing that circulating and over the weekend. I, yeah. I, again, without a, a proper timeline or an official timeline, to me, it feels like he'd have to do at least one or two rehab assignments too, rehab outings. Um, so that could push it back a few more days in that too, because the fifteenth is Friday, so it's not you know that far yeah. away, right? Um. But I think this is just the no one really knows just because there there's just so little information, so little history there, and just he kind of just keeps like it'll be one day we're like oh he's take he's throwing live VP tomorrow or he's throwing yeah. like oh, all of a sudden we get that information um, without really expecting Hon- it. So yeah. I don't I, well, I don't I mean, know look, what to say. Just I, honestly, for no me, if you, could, if you could amp ramp him up enough that he could pitch even on the side a few times for you that if you made the postseason, you would feel comfortable with trying him in something else and be like, okay, he's one of our best pitchers. Mm-hmm. I would be okay with that scenario. I would be okay with Look, that scenario. I, at this point, if you were able to get anything out of him, yes. you would take it. Yeah, and we saw right. that tonight. We're going to continue to see it. Like we, we, We're going to talk about Alzali and you know some of the moves that they made today, but like this bullpen is running on fumes. You, you have a lot of guys that have been pushed to their limit some of them over their limit, right? And that was in positions that they maybe weren't equipped for in the first place, right? right? So if you're able to get him back and he's able to throw max effort for an inning, two innings at a time, like you would take that. You need all the pitching help that you can get. There would be no guarantee that he would be come back and be good and healthy and all yeah. of that, but like I don't think they would try it if they didn't think he was yeah. able to give right. it a go. That's, so. Right. That's something David Ross said, um, you know, last week when they were at home that, well, he has said in the past that they kind of, at this point, like they can't be just waiting for Marcus Stroman to come back, that they kind of have to um, operate with just thinking that he's not coming back because they can't just be sitting here waiting for it. Um, But he did say, like, depending on what he can give them, if it's, if he can help them down the stretch, like, yeah, they're going to use it. They're going to, they're going to bring him back in a capacity that he can actually help them at because they do need a lot of help on that pitching staff. The, you know, a lot of young guys pitching more than they've ever pitched before. A lot of bullpen uh, high workload in the last few weeks. Like they could use Marcus Stroman in any capacity on that pitching staff, depending on if he can come back in time. Yeah. If he can do that, they are like, they will use that for sure. If he can do that and be effective, they for sure will use it. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about the bullpen use and some other things and some of those moves like Alzali in just a second. Uh, we're also awaiting uh, Joey to saber tooth a beer here. Uh, hey, so you're the host. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting, waiting for you to a second give me my cue here. Say, Joey will saber tooth a beer in the second segment. Football's back in full swing, though, with another week of epic games and. Who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code CHGO. When you sign up, new customers can bet just 5 bucks, take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code CHGO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.SOT1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 and older by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms 
and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Oh, that's me. That's you. I was expecting there to be a little bit more of a transition. You know, Cody was doing that for a while. and he. I know. Yeah, he, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. Read the ad. All right. <laughs> Let me talk to you about game time. Um, you know, I, I'm sure Cody used game time out at in Denver to go he to said a that he couple did, of those yeah. games. Uh, game time, great, great way to get cheaper tickets, discounts on tickets. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm positive Cody did because, you know, Cody likes to get the deals on tickets. Uh, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I've talked about it in the last few weeks. I went to uh, went to a concert down on the south side, and that was at the Tinley Park Amphitheater, or whatever. It's like a twelve dollars concert. I'm like Game Time. Some of my friends had to get it other places for uh, a little bit more than that, so that was pretty good. Um, yeah, you can. Some of the things that uh, you might that I liked about the Game Time. Uh, app experience. You get last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. You actually get to see the views from all the seats in the venue. It's got the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Game Time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. It has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you very much. Rick, the Chicago kid with a super chat. Luke, I had my rally raviolis, and we rallied. So we've had Rice Krispie treats. Help I, a win. Yeah. I we've also ravioli. do uh, help a win. want to report, if you oh. want to see it, mm-hmm. Cody Del Mendo mm-hmm. did chug a beer on his Twitter. He did. God. Out of a cup, though. So, But he didn't, uh, why good. didn't he just call in know. on the old hotline? He's out and he's young and out and about in Colorado. Come on, are you going to get alone, it for us, Luke. Joey? Do we have a timer on it? Can't you, I, I just assume right now that he's at the DNVR bar and he's in all CHGO gear. No, live from the neighborhood, well, live from Where's the this? neighborhood in Denver at my friend's Ben's apartment. It's time for a beer. Here we go. All Cody right, time. Cody Disclaimer, we didn't watch this. We don't know what he's about. We don't. He might throw up ever. I, I don't know. Uh, and for those of you that are excited, he I is didn't watch wearing this. shorts. I, I, we haven't seen Everyone, this. We are live from Berkeley in Denver, Colorado at my friend Ben's apartment. Hi, Ben. Everyone say hi to Ben. Uh, we are going to do a beer chug. I did not bring the beer bat, but for the sake of content and because you guys keep asking we are going to do a treasure island lemon shandy from woods boss brewing company ben is that a good it is place it is hold on i'll fix it i'll fix it we are live from birds these are facts uh, uh yeah. we're two and oh in our last two we're one and oh since i went on vacation on the internet this went well all right <clears throat> this uh, this beer is for Jan Gomes because the only highlight of the game that I saw was Jan Gomes giving us the lead in the ninth inning. Shout out to the DMVR bar. I went up to your bar and none of you were there. None of the people that... <laughs> right now, I don't know if that, you can see this. The mason jar is halfway gone and... Like he made it chug. through without a vomit. Oh, wait. Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh. 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 Spoke a little too soon. <laughs> Woo, 
that was close. <laughs> yeah, that was close. I thought the altitude was going to get him. I thought the altitude was going to bring that foam back up right there for a second. thought we were going to go two for two. And we should say that the beer bat vomit uh, curse is over. It's lit. Been reversed. Right? It's, 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 it's been, been reversed. I mean, they've now. won two games. They've yeah. I mean, they've won two yeah, in a row. Two, yeah. Like you can't. They're, they're you can't have a curse it's, when no, you've won it's, two it's in a row. I will not be it's returning my three one two to the fridge. Yeah, we're doing the. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to you're going to back out of the saber tooth. <laughs> Why, what's the point of the saber tooth if Cody just oh, yeah, did his? Uh, all right, we could end the show with a saber tooth, <laughs> yeah, but if you're getting in a car afterwards, we'll just call it a quit. Well, we could do it. You know, maybe if we get to hundred likes. If oh, we get to 100 likes, more to oh, 100 likes. 40 likes to go. Going to need that. Nope. Not even sure they Kyle care. Bobby I don't even think the fans want to hear more about the Cubs. Fair enough. I believe. Corey agrees. Yeah. Yeah. Do it, Joey, right, so. says Robbie. All right. Uh, Ed, the, one of the bad pieces of news today was Edward Alzali, 15-day IL with a forearm strain. Uh, Corey, you're a little concerned with the way this may have been handled. In not your eyes. no, not after I after I talked with Ryan. Ryan Ryan's talked you down. Yeah, yeah well, I just uh, you know hearing some of the comments and stuff that I hadn't heard. Um, okay, it it just is one of those things where I think as as a fan who doesn't know everything, right? Which of course we don't, and I yeah. would admit that, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have all the information. I'm not in the clubhouse, but. Ryan had tweeted about Adbert going dealing with some stuff, right? Before he sat out for about a week, right? When they Mm -hmm. didn't use him. And then he pitched, you know, multiple games back to back this weekend. And now he's out with something. So my initial instinct when you see that is, okay, you felt like something was wrong. Sit him for a little bit. But then, uh, you know, now he comes back out and is potentially hurt. I don't, you know, love that. Right. Yeah. Like, and it, it, it just, as a fan, again, not having all the information and kind of just reading this as it comes, I feel like your first instinct is to go, okay, well, like, should you have dealt with this, uh, you know, yeah. a week and a half ago when you felt like there was a problem, you, you know what I'm saying? So, but I, I think ultimately, um, you know, it kind of sounds like shutting him down now is not because they believe there is some significant injury or, or something has gotten worse. He's just not responding the right way and they want to shut him down and hopefully shutting him down for a little while here has him in peak form for that final stretch when they really need him yeah and I think I think it was a lot of you know he got that what six days seven days off um early in the month uh, where there were some games where they just didn't need him some games where they just went to other um you know other arms um and they pitched him back-to-backs over the weekend. I want to say that was Friday and Saturday. Um, and it just, like, was something where he just didn't respond well to it. Um, yes, yeah, so it was a right forearm strain. I, I think I think that's more of, like, less of a concern and just more of, like, a, they had to call it something. And it, it's something where, you know, this is a quote, again, from Jordan Bastion of uh, Cubs.com. Um, it's just bugging me a little bit. As I said on Monday at Course Field, it's been bugging me for, like, at least a couple of weeks now. We were trying to work through it, do some stuff to it, but it's still a little sore. So we just think the time off is going to help me to just go back to my normal self. Um, I Yeah, so he's been dealing with it for a little bit. Ross told us that he was dealing with something, not specifics, but, uh, you know, connect the dots like this is very likely what it was. Um, and I think there was a point where those that six days, seven days or whatever it was, taking that off, he felt better after it, right? It was like, and it was one of those where, and Ross had said it himself, like losing him for four or five, six days is better than losing him for 15. If you have to be down a guy at this point, it sucks at this point, especially with how the tax, the bullpen um, has been at points recently, you you would rather have your closer miss four or five, six days and you have to play down a man and hope that the offense can give you enough runs where you're not using the rest of your high leverage guys or that your starters go deeper into games so you're not using all these guys, or just that the bullpen is able to respond to it if you have to play down a man for five, six days because that means you have the next nine with your guy versus losing him, right? Mm-hmm. I know fans don't love the the keeping a guy out for like three days and then going retroactive. In my opinion, that's a, that's a good tool to use because in the same sense, it's like you may only have to lose a guy for – three-ish days instead of having to lose him if it's a position player 10 10 days 
if it's a pitcher 15. So I think that all kind of plays into the whole Adbert situation. They felt like he was in a better spot to pitch, had to pitch back-to-backs, and just did not respond well to it as what the reports were out of Colorado that now they get to this point where they're like, okay, we have to we have to give him some rest. We have to just shut him down. We need that extra arm to come in and, and, and be some bullpen depth. Give him the 15 days. Um, hope that he just the rest uh, gets rid of the soreness and the, and the the tightness or whatever in the forearm, um, and so that he can come back. They there no, none of the reports that I read said they're looking at this as any more than a minimum stint at this point. It sucks that's going to take it to the last week of September, um, but that's just kind of when guys are going through some stuff and it's getting to the end of the season. Like it's kind of that balance of can we afford to lose him for 15 days? Um, and while we're, well, excuse me, while we're making this playoff push, can we give him a few days off and then bring him back? They tried the latter, didn't work out, and now they have to go and, and give him the break. And yeah, not the ideal situation for him, but that's just kind of the the balance that they have to 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 do at this point in the season. And when he says, you know, it's been something that's been bothering him for a couple of weeks, that timeline fits. Right. For me, yeah, watching the game, I'm just saying the timeline fits for me saying. He's not as effective as he had been the weeks prior to that, right? Like, all of a sudden, more guys were getting on. His command wasn't as good. He might have been getting some saves, but the saves were starting to become a little messier, a little bit dirtier, uh, and you just didn't quite have that same feel that you had maybe a month ago when he was closing. So, But now the question is, how does that impact the playoff push? How does that impact if they get to the playoffs – Hopefully he's back and he's you have your closer back and you're getting him right for that. But hey, you got to get to the postseason first, right? Yeah. So the Brewers keep Brewers mm-hmm. keep winning and keeping you at bay, and now you're now you're in this mix for the wild card thing. I don't know if they're really going to factor in the division race. I guess they're in it, but it feels like a climb to get there past the Brewers the way the Brewers are playing. So how does this impact the bullpen? Well, tonight you saw one of the ways it impacts the bullpen. Yes, you did. And and Quas is in there and it, it didn't it didn't look good, but then you were were sitting there throwing around the options and we're like, "Okay, what what are the options?" Yeah. Well, it started out well, right? Like he struck out the first two guys that he faced, yeah. didn't he? Am I, am I wrong on that? I don't remember no, the yeah, order, he, but he, yeah, he struck out Chris Bryant swinging and Ryan McMahon swinging. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, that's how it went. Yeah, but it was quick. It was quickly unraveling yes. for him at the end. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, tonight is one where you know Merriweather's obviously was clearly yeah. down. Three, and three I games think in a row, right? He's as we go forward here without Alzali, Merriweather is the person I would be giving those closing options. We saw him do it kind of over the yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. For me, yes, Merriweather would be my guy. We saved in, the game yesterday too, right, Merriweather? Yeah, I believe no, so. he was getting so to the point where I was going to say he yeah. should be the I mean, closer. He, he's been yeah. nasty, yeah. and you know, unlike lighter, lighter, you felt like you know a little bit like Alzali, kind of running out of gas, yes. right? Like Ross has really used him because he's been very good, but you feel like you're getting to that point. Um, I, this was kind of something that wasn't. I don't want to say that hard to predict, right? Like yeah. a lot of people wanted them to acquire another reliever at the deadline. Kind of, you know, you're, you're not assuming injuries or anything like that, but you just kind of knew, like, as we've talked about a lot, like, you don't have a vaunted bullpen. Some of these guys have been very good at this back end, but they're doing it for the first time or they're trying a new role or their usage is at a point that it hasn't been before. And that's always something that there's an unknown there, right? You do not know how this guy is going to hold up because you haven't seen this before. Albert Alzali has not closed games Pitched in high leverage every time this deep into an MLB season. He's never done it before. So you just don't know what that looks like, right? Is is there going to be fatigue? Or is there going to be ineffectiveness? Things like that. This is just something that they were going to have to deal with. They're going to have to piece this all together. You hope everybody else can stay healthy. The only issue I had tonight was, and Sutcliffe talked about this on the broadcast, you guys were both sitting there. I said this while we were sitting there. This isn't hindsight. Brendan was tweeting about it. Quas stopped throwing breaking balls. He was only throwing yeah. fastballs. And that is just a sign to me. You see the the walks. You see him putting the guys on. Y- you need to have somebody up quickly 
so that if it goes off the rails, because Quas is just one of those guys, right? The effectiveness might just go. I don't know, you know, with the pitch com or whatever, like I don't know if the breaking balls were being called and shaken off or if he, you know, signaled to Jan Gomes, like, hey, I I don't have a feel for that. Don't call that. But he's throwing 91 mile an hour fastballs, you know, like over the plate. Like it, it, that, that was my only gripe tonight is that that felt like a situation before the Rockies took the lead. You needed, hey, like this is a guy you should have a quick hook with because it, not only is he is he you know our guys getting yeah. on and and the Rockies are coming here, but he's not throwing the slider like yeah. that 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 has to be a signal. Hey, this is not, he he needs to be throwing the slider and he's not. Yeah. So that was my only gripe tonight. Um, just a quicker hook. Just you know that it's there's the potential that Quas might get a little wild, and that wasn't specifically the problem. It was that he was reduced to the one pitch. He couldn't put those guys away to get out of the inning. So that was my only real gripe tonight was you needed a like the game was going to get away from yeah. you and you kind of just sat there and watched it happen. But, and this is, I see the chat talking about it. This is where like at some point you are going to need to push some of these guys into uncomfortable spots. Mm-hmm. We've seen them do it a little bit with Daniel Palencia, but like the chat is saying like, where's Luke Little? Where are some of these guys? <laughs> at some point guys are out. Like you are going to have to try them in these spots because the alternative, as we saw when Fulmer comes in, Fulmer, hey, welcome back from the I.L. Here's yeah. a one-run game in Colorado for you to yeah. try and save, How do you right? Feel? <laughs> but then we see there his his option when he was losing feel was, well, we got to go to the well, get lighter up, right? Yeah. Like that, you're not going to be able to get away with that for the rest of the year. No. You can't just turn to Mark Leiter Jr. or Julian Merriweather every time you need to get out of something. Like, this is how you it's end up where flaw, Alzali it's is, It's one of the right? flaws like, of the roster. Well, for yeah. sure. One of the flaws of the roster, and because of Alzali's injury, right, is just one of the reasons it only highlights it even mm-hmm. more. It, even with, that, even with Alzali, it was starting to become yeah. highlighted. Um, and so I, I really do have tons. Merriweather's the guy I trust the most. So that, that's why he's my closer. I trust him to come in and get three strikeouts more than maybe anybody on the pitching staff other than yeah. maybe Justin Steele to yeah. get outs. But Merriweather is a guy full confidence in. Luke Little, sure, you, I'd like to see him used, but I don't, I, I don't want him as the closer. I don't want to. I don't want to put him in that situation. No, he's, a, he's a rookie himself. Like, yeah, he just like, came up. Like he Oxford, had a pretty he's quick been hurt. rise through. He's been hurt, right, so I, I don't want to throw him into that either. Yeah, and I think when you look at it, like as we've been talking about, like I'm, I'm sitting here and like I'm with you. Like Quas, once you saw that he wasn't throwing the slider, like, he, he was just yeah, throwing yeah. fastballs, and again, he he was able to strike out the first two guys, but then it got to a point where he wasn't. Yeah, obviously he didn't get there, anyone else out, um, but they were just. Sit, it looked like they were sitting fastball. Like they knew it was coming, and were sitting on it. They were following it off, and, you know, running up some counts um, until they were finally able to put the ball in play. And it, it just looked like once that started happening, you definitely needed to have someone up. And I, I, they didn't, they didn't pan to the bullpen. So I don't know exactly when Ross got Smiley up. Right, but just a little too late. Yeah, yeah. right. And like it may have been that the guy that that last one was a righty wanted Smiley against the lefty, right? Like, that's maybe part of the the the, the decision-making there. But it's all it was also, like, well, Quas has thrown, like, 20 straight fastballs at this yeah. point. Like, they're sitting on it. It, 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 it may be time to get him out. For for me, there's just, and I, I was saying this to you guys, like, there's just times where stuff feels too obvious, right? Yeah. We're yeah. sitting on a couch, right? Like, I'm not sitting here, I'm not going to claim I can manage an MLB team, right? But, like, there are just times where it feels so obvious. And me, Brendan, saw it. We're not the only people saying, like, hey, guys, like, he's literally only throwing fastballs. Like, this doesn't work. This isn't his mix. Like, so there are just times where I think Ross is a little late to kind of anticipate something that it does feel like most other people are anticipating right but again like if Merriweather's out like you know it's it's tough you know like I I wouldn't have set it up so that that's where Fulmer's coming in but you know clearly he went to a veteran right he wanted to go to a veteran rather than some of these other guys and ultimately uh like I said I think Fulmer threw two or three strikes in that entire (laughs) inning like uh, but he he got it done yeah yeah so super chat addresses that by the way from changes uh, changes, amazing comeback Ross is still questionable 
I don't care what anyone says. There you go. I, that's it. There you go. That's it. I, I mean, know people yeah. believe that. Yeah. I like we were talking about it with like Smiley coming back out, right? And people were like, Oh, should Smiley even come back out? But it's like you had Michael Fulmer who he was up to start that inning. So you knew at, at that point like in my mind I was like, Okay, they want Smiley against this last lefty. Fulmer hopefully can get them two guys two outs against the righties, but then yeah, like you said, what are the other options? Brad Boxberger like he was hurt for a while. Like he was gone for a yeah. very while. Like yeah. and he wasn't very good prior to that. Like I don't know if he's the guy that you trust in that situation. Merriweather's down because he pitched three days in a row. Like Mark Leiter Jr., the way it all played out, it very much felt like David Ross just did not want to go to him. Whether right. that was Mark Leiter kind of coming to him or, or to Chris Young in the bullpen saying like pregame, right? I'm not, I'm not reporting anything, just like this could have been what happened that like like you know, if you need me, I could go, right? One of those, like, I'm right. hurting, but if you need me, I could go. So it got to a point where Ross just did not want to go to him, ended up having to get him to start warming up in the bullpen anyway, but it felt like something he just wanted to avoid going to lighter today. You got Palencia, who himself could have been in the situation, or he could have gone in uh, for Quas at some point in that inning earlier. Um, but, yeah, like like uh, Luke Little, rookie, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm trusting him in any of those situations because he's barely pissed, pitched at the major league level. Like, the, the options were so limited today. Ultimate, and, well, and that, hey, like... Well, the, the options were so limited today, and I'm not... Like, I'm saying Quas, once it became clear he didn't have it, like, maybe the hook should have been... That hook should, probably should have been Agreed. quicker. I think but we that, all agree the hook should have been faster. But in that yeah. last inning, I'm like, when Fulmer's coming out, I'm like... I don't know. I don't know what other option he could have gone to. Ultimately, like it's not an easy. No, it's yeah. Not. I mean, look, and yeah. we've talked about this a lot because they played a lot of close games. Like this is that you know you're you're putting it under a vice, right? Or yeah. you're putting it in a vice. Like you know that this is an area that they're a little gassed. They're running on fumes. You have some inexperienced guys. You now have your closer out for a little bit. Like and they're playing a ton of close games. Like so. The, the problem is going to rear its head at some point because Julian Merriweather cannot pitch every day. And if he does, he's not going to be as effective, right? It was exactly what we saw with Azalai and Leiter starting with that Brewers series, right, at Wrigley and going into that weekend against the Reds. And then we saw a little more of it against the Diamondbacks, right? So it, it's it's going to be a, a puzzle for David Ross to, mm -hmm. to solve. I think Again, like my main thing, like I, I acknowledge all that. I think there's just times where like a little bit quicker of a hook. Yeah. And I think like, oh, totally. like you saw it and today, I think like, sure. you know, Quas too is like still one of those guys. You brought him over as a guy, he's a project. You literally gave him yeah. a new pitch, like I, I, I a shorter leash in, in that yeah. scenario. Like he, yeah, I just, he's one of those guys where it feels like he has Ross's trust like a lot. And I'm not, I'm not sure we're there yet, but mm. uh, look. They got the W tonight. Uh, it, it is what it is, right? Nick, so. Nick with another super chat. Ten bucks. Was that the game? Vibes immaculate. Wrigley West. It, I mean, that it, was incredible. I told you it was going to yeah. be all Cubs fans. I, and some of that's that the Rock. Nobody cares about the Rockies right now. But it's it's a pro Cubs town in the first place. And Cody, I can see we might have to have Cody get a CHGO chant going. See if we can hear sure. it on the television tomorrow. They, they had that one shot, you know, behind yeah. the Cubs dugout. I mean, that was really incredible. I mean, we're used to that, I think, as Cubs fans, seeing them take over right. other places. But, man, it was loud. I mean, when it's coming over on the TV and you see those cuts where the, I, I think Brendan tweeted this, there was the shot. There wasn't a single Rockies fan in the frame. <laughs> right. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it really like is amazing. Like, this game is in Colorado. This is not in Chicago. It's it's awesome. It's it's really awesome to see. You know what else is in Chicago? Sunnyside. I do know that. Uh, Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Luke is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. Easy online ordering and in-store pickup and a great transparent loyalty program, Sunnyside Rewards. It is Illinois' favorite dispensary, and you know it is my favorite dispensary. I was just there on Friday, and of course it is just steps, literally just steps mm -hmm. from beautiful, historic Wrigley Field. I've told you guys before, there's no better way to kind of start a weekend than you go to Sunnyside, you pick up your order, you walk right past the marquee, at least going the direction I'm mm -hmm. going, just beautiful. A nice day in the neighborhood of Wrigleyville. 
Um, you can shop the Sunnyside House of Brands like Mindy's, the best tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard Award winning chef Mindy Siegel and Cresco Labs. Good news, gummies, rechargeable vape pens and carts, perfect for great moments with the crew. And as I always say, if you are new to your t- cannabis journey, like Stucky, you're on the older side, you're getting into <laughs> okay, the cannabis all thing. All right. <laughs> Grant, let's, the knowledgeable. Tell me the aches and you, pains, you, listen, the glaucoma. The, 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 the sunny side in Wrigleyville, it's a very new, it's a hip facility, young staff, but right. they'll take care of you. They'll answer any questions you have, whatever you want to know, whatever products you have questions about, whatever you're looking to get out of the products, they can help you. They will direct you in the right way. It's a beautiful facility in Wrigleyville. And through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order, one use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensaries. Must be 21 or older or an Illinois Med Card holder. Oh yeah. Super chat from Changes 10 bucks. Uh, another one say, nonetheless, I really can't see a five or more game winning streak coming. Three Pretty more. wins. I hope you're right. hope you're right. Uh, let me tell you what I am right about. Fubo TV, Everything. 140 plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. Stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching right away with a free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Sign up and start watching, and you get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. College football, Big Ten, NFL, Bears, NFL Network, Red Zone, Ryder Cup. You know what? Marquee, baby. That's right? huge. That's huge. You don't, walk you around. Can't. When you leave, this is the time of year where there's so many sporting events going on. You just can't keep track of them all at once. But oh, yeah. now you can be out and about. Heck, you could even walk into Sunnyside and you might be able to not miss a couple outs or catch the <laughs> touchdown you didn't want to miss. Or you jump in the car and you get out of the car and you're like, what happened? Well, now you just go back and look. Check it out. Easy. Maybe you didn't miss it. Watch all your favorite Chicago college football and NFL teams with Fubo, go to www.fubotv.com slash CHGO to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Cubs get a win, a comeback win in Colorado. Jan Gomes, the hero at the plate. Now you get Javier Assad. Yeah, well, and I, I just, I, I like the comment from Michael, like, what if Stroh comes back and closes, right? I hope Azalei comes back and is able to do it. But there's something amusing about how, like, so many of the roles would have switched, Yeah. right? So, yeah. like, Strowman gets hurt, Tyone is not as effective, Assad and Wicks come in and yeah, take over that spot in the, the rotation. Only thing I would, Smiley's in yes. relief, right? If Stroh was yeah. able to come back and be a closer or at least just a higher leverage reliever that would be kind of funny how they were able to well let's just move these chess pieces to like a different part of the board and like they still work closed at duke uh, ryan says of course he was most likely the best pitcher at duke but you know my only thing i would say i wouldn't i think he does have the makeup for it to where i'd like that and you want one of your better pitchers being that guy and it's a little stuff rolls off his back right Mm -hmm. in my opinion like he he's He's a little cocky. Let's put it that way. I think that's okay. Yeah, I mean, close. you need a little bit of it. Sure. I, I think it's okay in the close. Now, he, yeah. it, he does pitch to contact, which isn't my favorite trait in a closer. I'd rather have a guy like Merriweather that can come in, just throw the smoke, and get your strikeouts if you need them. But I don't, I don't hate him in the bullpen if that's what you can get out of him. Let me put it that way. Uh, Assad, the ass man, will throw in the mile high air. Last time out, five and a third, seven hits, three earned runs. And we were saying, ah, that that wasn't, Cody and I were saying that was the first time I would say that wasn't his best outing. But again, the line shows you five and a third, three earned runs. So it still wasn't horrible. Like he was hit pretty yeah. hard in that game. So it was different than his other starts. Yeah, I think that's But it wasn't the, awful. I think that's the concern is how hard he was getting hit. His last start, and that's not, you know, he, he he does give up a little bit harder contact. It's not always like the technical hard hit, like, thing from the stack cast. Um, but he has been giving up a little more general, generally harder contact. Uh, last His last start was, that was my biggest concern, is he got hit really, really hard. 
Um, and now you're coming off that and you're going to Colorado. You don't know how this stuff's going to play in the altitude. Uh, really, Absolutely. every guy is just uh, a roll of the dice. Well, yeah. So Especially guys like, that we'll haven't see. pitched there before. But Javier Assad has been an important part of the rotation, um, you know, the last few weeks, couple months, and, and just really helping to stabilize that spot. So you can't count him out. Um, you know, even like some of the pitch graders don't love his stuff. It, it, it has been working. Um, so that's that's big. And, yeah, having him go up uh, tomorrow against the Rockies, I mean, you He's one of those guys you're trusting right now. He's one of those guys you're trusting to, to get you to the playoffs. And uh, yeah, he's been well, he's been he's been important, and um, he's gonna need to be important again tomorrow. I I think you're you're looking for sort of similar from what you saw from Jordan Wicks. I mean, obviously, hoping a guy only gives up a run in Colorado is asking a lot, but I think you just need him to just keep the team in the game. You know, Agreed. like give give five or six quality innings. Whether it's a quality start by definition or not, like just keep the team in the game. Go out there, eat some innings because this bullpen, <laughs> we can't have any short starts. No, no one is right. ever allowed to go, go like at least three six. innings or less at ever again. Six. All right, you can have more pressure. Uh, on the bullpen but you know, right it, it's one of those things. And like you, I, I, the Cubs did hit the ball hard tonight off Freeland, but only ended up with the three runs early. Obviously, until Jan Gomes later. Uh, but going up against uh, righty Chris Flexen tomorrow, who will come into the game. Uh, he's only started 12 of his 25 outings, but he's got a 7.3 ERA uh, on the season. Coming off a start, or uh, two and a third, uh, I he did start against Arizona on September 6th. Two and a third, six earned runs on four hits. And then the start before that uh, against Toronto, five and two thirds, seven hits, four earned, gives up three home runs. So the the point being, like... You, you need to score some runs. Give Javier Assad some run support. Take advantage of a, a not very good starter. You face like Zach Gallon this weekend, right? And you get shut down okay, right? Like yeah. Merrill Kelly pitched really well. Frustrating few days for the offense. You got to find a way to get some runs. But like you can live when you get shut down by really good pitching. Yeah. It happens, right? Chris Flexen is not good. Right, the, the, we cannot be on here tomorrow talking about who had to come in and say, you know, yeah. pitch in a one-run game. Needs to. You're in a playoff race. The Brewers keep winning. The Brewers are beating good teams, bad teams. You you need to keep pace with them. The Phillies. You're going to play the Diamondbacks. They're right on your heels. You got to take it to Chris Flexen. Like, let's score some runs. Give Javi the ass man a little breathing room. And five or six quality from Javi, that should be you, enough. You know how you get him that breathing room? PCA's first major league start. Here we go. That's what I would like to Against see. Against the PCA righty that's given up bombs, a 70 I'd RA. I'd like to see PCA we'll see. start. Yeah, it, I mean, it'll be interesting. Obviously, uh, Freeland, a lefty tonight, so we saw Morell in the leadoff spot again. Um, but I would imagine we... Do we go back to PCA? Do we see Talkman there tomorrow? What I'm do we already see taking with PCA for who you got. Wow. I'm already oh. taking him for who you got. He might not be in the lineup like he was tonight, but he still almost won the game. That was a bunt. We'll get to who you got in a second. Who even won who you got? Uh, who did win who you got? I had PCA. I had Bellinger. And, and you, you had took, Wisdom had right? a single. Bellinger also had Joey a single. Joey at one point did have a, 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 with, a standing hold on Gomes. standing on Gomes. Yeah, Joey, you have did to Cody pick? In. Cody did not pick. Cody did not pick. Like Brendan picked somebody. I don't remember who he picked, though. Probably Nico or Dansby. I don't think Brendan picked because I was looking to make the graphic before. I don't think Brendan or Cody picked. He does. I, I did think Wisdom hit one to center, and I was like, oh, yeah. man, did I call that? <laughs> you know what? No. <laughs> Are we giving Joey the standing hold on Jan Gomes for tonight? We'll give him the Gomes. It, it should Gomes. be Gomes. Right. I mean, that, that's, go, Joey. We, talk, we already talked about it, but just a massive Even, yeah, for Jan Gomes. Even though Joey didn't saber tooth a beer like he promised he would, we're going to give him who he got because All right. to us, that's how good we are. Uh, Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO Chicago's beer since 1988. They've got Oktoberfest right now. Beer Hug Family, 312 Wheat Ale, Full Pocket Pilsner. I was working the beer tub at the CHGO kickoff tailgate, which was spectacular. Wabash and Cermak, buy your tickets at all chgo.com. The next one is the Broncos game, October 1st. We had over, well over 100 people at the tailgate just in our little section, but this tailgate expands out to some other parties, and it's just, you know, people are dancing on top of buses and on top of RVs, and just a great time had by everybody. 
And let me tell you, the Goose Island was ice, ice cold. Nice. And it was delicious. Grab ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their taproom on Fulton in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Thank you for all your beer at the tailgate. You know what goes good with beer at tailgates? Shady, Shady Rays. Rays. Yeah. Yep. I had those on, too. I had those on I'm at sure the tailgate. Did, it goes I had so my well. reflectors for the vibes. Didn't carry over to the game very well, but... There you go. Glad for another reason I had shades after that. <laughs> yeah, take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Race have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures is what you get with Shady Rays, and that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is, is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back. Long after you purchase, together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact, from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in the, your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't like your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Very nicely done. And uh, your new Shady Rays are very impressive. Those are. You can get these on Shady Rays. He's called CHGO. Wow, those are something. You just got those tonight. Just got those tonight. Very impressive. They're like Maverick, kind of. They are very Maverick like. They are very Maverick like. You you wouldn't really know what Maverick feels like, but. Well, well, only Stucky knows. I digress. It's, It's a. It's. It's not just more a, of a lifestyle. It's not just a vibe. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's, it's yeah. a inner soul. It's in sure. your soul a little <laughs> sure. more than it is anything. The spirit. Yeah. The spirit. Uh, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. We're going to be ha- back here for post game again, three wide tomorrow night. Cubs go for two in a row in Colorado. Cody may or may not be calling in with a beer bat chug or a report boots on the ground, maybe for PCA's first major league start. We hope to see that. And I, he's joining the Rocky show at one point. Oh, really? I so he's going to so. join yeah. their show, but not our show? I th- well, Apparently. I think he's going to bring the spirit. I'm sure the Rockies fans in the chat are going to love Cody. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, anyways, it should be fun. We're going to be back here tomorrow. Joey, are you back tomorrow, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the gang's all here. Let's go three in a row. Oh, we'll be right back. Cubs going for another one. Uh, See if they can do it with the ass man on the mound. Until then, thanks for watching and fly the W.